Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. We have a fun episode for you guys today. Jake's got a story for us. We've got some news. We're going to take some listener questions. We've got some project updates. Um, I'm really excited to be here. This is one of the only times I get to leave the house and come hang out, other than sneaking out to the hardware store. So I do I, that as well. I do. Yeah, I kind of like, oh, I need a piece of steel. So I run in there and grab a piece of steel. And then because I'm out and about, I'm just wandering around in the store like for like an hour. Being like, <laughs> this is so nice. This is the <laughs> nicest. This fleet farm is the nicest place I've been in a month and a half. What a place. Look at this place. It's so organized and clean and everybody's so nice and they don't touch me. Yeah. It's Although the, the first, this is maybe a month ago. Uh-huh. I go into fleet farm. Oh, I don't remember what I was looking for. I think it was, uh, oh, it was uh, grinding discs or something. Yeah. And I go up to the employee. I'm like, oh, no, it was self-etching primer okay. that I needed. And I couldn't find it on the shelf. Couldn't find the self-etching primer. So I go up to this kid, and I'm standing maybe four feet away. This is a month and a half ago where I'm already going, don't touch me. Right. And I I hold out my phone. I go, I'm looking for this. He takes my phone and starts, like, touching it and swiping around on it. I'm like, no, what are you doing? Don't touch my phone. It was like some young kid who had no fear of death. Yeah. So he took my phone. Anyway, so that was, I got a bunch of stuff from there, and, you know, I've gotten out and about. But this is the only other place that I've been, and it's nice to see you, Jake. It is nice. It's nice to see your smiley, happy face. Well, thank you. It's good to see you too in your grumpiness. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you? Uh, what have you got before us? Before we get into some project yeah, updates, yeah, let's talk about Petrol Box. This is something cool you can do without leaving the house. Petrol Box is a monthly subscription service specifically made for the automotive enthusiast. Each month, they select items including tools, detailing supplies, apparel, garage gear, stickers, publications, and they're always on the lookout for new vendors and providers and kind of the cool latest and great in the industry, they send it right there to your doorstep. And there's actually two different levels of subscription to choose from. You have the Petrobox Basic, which costs less than 20 bucks a month, while the Petrobox Premium gets you more gear for $39.95 a month. Be sure to check them out at mypetrolbox.com and use the code OVERCREST to get $6 off your first month's order. So I'm sitting here prepping for the podcast and i hear this while i'm sitting here but it's more like this quiet it's like really really quiet like i can't really hear it's like bleeding through the door a little bit through our neighbor i can hear it through the wall and i'm like boy i i think i know what that song is and all of a sudden i realize what this song is from do you know what it's from it's the meme yeah so i get up out of my chair i walk out the door and i go around the corner and i knock on the neighbor's door and i take about that 10 steps back against the wall Uh and i start doing like this little dance dance with my arms up in the air and this dude opens i've never seen this guy before in my life. I've never seen it before in my life. And I start doing this arm dancing thing, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey neighbor, you're listening. Are you watching memes? And he goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, you're listening to memes. This is the shooting star meme where people fly across the screen. I'm, and I'm still doing the arm thing with my arms waving back and forth. And he here. has no idea what, no idea what I'm about. talking about. He's like, I'm just listening to Pandora, man. I'm like, I'm like, right now, pull up your phone, look up shooting stars meme. This dude is like uncomfortable at this point. Yeah. And he looks it up. He's like, okay, I'll check it out. Click shuts the door. You know, it was, it was pretty, it was that pretty funny. Poor guy. I, I, I listened for a 
little while to see if I heard him chuckling. Yep. I heard the song for another like 10 or 15 seconds, uh-huh. and I didn't hear it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was the uh, I think that was the end of that. Well, great. <laughs> now our neighbor thinks we're crazy. <laughs> we are crazy. We are crazy. But that is a great song. I love that song. It is a good um, song. So you've had some project updates. I, I saw him. Yeah, the car is is ready for paint. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I do have one more little thing to weld on, which has been you like. You keep saying, know, oh, I'm officially done with welding. But I I'm think officially this done it. with welding. So Every got, week, I'm officially done with welding. One more thing. And it's the bracket for the fender. And that's it. Because I got the, everything else is done. I got the other bracket for the fender. The bumper bracket is welded on. Yep. The, um, of course, I had to put uh, new, the new panel I had didn't have the, the fuse block. Uh, right. Brackets. Yep, so I, I saw that. I had to make one because I cut the other one in half like an idiot. When I was on the <laughs> other side of the car, like, like cutting by, yeah. I cut the other Who bracket. Who cares what's half. on the other side? Um, and I thought the wiring was pretty bad, which it is. But I, as long as I redo my headlight wiring, yep. I think that's going to be okay. So I think I'm good on the wiring. I called you should up, do your relays like I did. My setup is really clean. I ordered a a, a pre-wired relay block thing with, okay. with, with yep. pigtails that come out of it. Perfect. So that's, that's what, what I ordered. I that way I can mount something somewhere. It's just not loose relays. that I'm like, oh, what do I do with these? Right. And the reason I do the, if anybody doesn't know, the reasons why you uh, relay the headlights is because when you have... Um, this is for most cars. I don't know if new cars are like this or not, because a lot of them are CAN bus systems on the new cars. So I don't know what goes on for headlight wiring in a new car. If it just they're sends usually up. relayed. Yeah, the re- are the new cars are relayed. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, no, old cars, nothing's running back through the actual switch. Right. Well, as that's it how it is in the old back cars. In the day. Exactly. Yeah. So the your headlight switch, the the power would come up from the battery. Yep. It would come into your headlight switch. Yep. Go out to your your. Uh, you stock on your steering wheel, mm-hmm. and then it would go all the way down your steering column, back all the way out to so the you have headlights. All this voltage going through that switch on your steering stock. Right. So I put, of course, I put really high wattage bulbs in my car because it's, it's like sixty watt steering column. It's sixty watt, fifty watt, or thirty five watt H fours. Yeah. That was what you were allowed to run in America because Ralph Nader, right? So <laughs> he didn't he didn't want anybody blinding anyone. So, but they didn't work. They just didn't, they weren't that great. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy the the high wattage bulbs. And this is stuff I did in old Volkswagen Rabbits and stuff too. You sure. always relay the headlights, but I didn't relay the headlights right away. <laughs> so I'm I'm in the car and I go to turn the headlights off after yep. putting these new things. It was so freaking hot. The switch, <laughs> the headlight switch was hot to the touch. That's not good. Not good, right? I'm like, ooh, this is not good. I'm just imagining the wires, the just, just the, the rubber on the wires getting soft. Have yep. you ever had that? Where, oh, the, where it starts I've had to... wires. I hooked up. I had an old Montero, Mitsubishi Montero, and I hooked huge fogging I'm huge driving lights up. To I thought it. you were going to say fog machines there for a huge second. Huge <laughs> fog machines up front. I was confused if they're fog lights or driving lights. They're driving lights. I've had a couple of cars that seem like a fog machine when the, when the head gasket yeah, went. Mosquito repellent, right? <laughs> so, um, no, so I wired these things up myself. And this is when I was probably like 15, 16, doing my first wiring. And I go to turn them on, and all of a sudden the wires just go. They start smoking and light on fire and boiling. They, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, just, yeah I was like, it. oh, well, this was a good. I've done a that good too. Learning. Uh, so anyway, I decided to relay the headlights. Yes. And the reason you do that is because then you can use the ground side of the circuit to turn the headlights on and off. Sure. So the switch still works, but you're using the ground side to activate the relay itself, which is then going straight from the battery straight to the headlights. Yep. So the ground switches the headlights on and then goes click, and it connects the circuit from the battery to the headlights. And I did one for my high beams and my low beams. So yes. now I have 150 watt high beams and 100 watt low beams, which basically melts the car in front of you. <laughs> my low beams are my high beams, so I've got a, I've got them aimed properly, so they're not right. you know destroying anybody's eyes. And I have nice fluted headlights that you know 
they have a good beam pattern on the ground, so they're not too bad. It's not like everybody else where if they have the 12-watt high beams, but they're in a truck behind me, it right. doesn't matter. I'm just nuclearized. Oh, right. My, I'm just absolutely blind. Anyway, so I got to redo that and then trim some of the other wiring back. That's it. I'm going to rewrap it because all the, the tape is falling off. It's old. Yeah. So if I rewrap it, redo the headlight harness, it's going to look great. It'll it look tidy. Good. Yeah. Um, decided not to do the headlight bracket or the, the, I'm sorry, the washer reservoir bracket because I can't find it. And <laughs> I like, oh, that's the problem. <laughs> I can't find it. Plus, that's where I put my toolbox or yeah. my tool bag goes in that spot. And you showed me a picture of your spanky new yeah. reservoir. And it just looks out of place it looks too bright white it's like a it's like uh bob barker with like really white teeth yeah you're like those just, are no, not natural no, that's not right that's just way too bright you're a little older than that it, it doesn't really work and that's the way it looks like in your car for me well, it's like the, I, i'm sure it'll get dirty soon enough yeah it just gets uh, as soon as you start leaking something so i guess there's nothing really to leak up i know there, yeah, actually that's the problem <laughs> it's gonna be like that forever uh, but yeah i'm ready to do the epoxy so i just have to weld that bracket on and then tape the car off. And I have a little bit, I'm having a little bit of completion anxiety right now. Okay. Because I'm almost done. Right. I really am almost done. Okay. I called up the body shop today. So here's what I did because of the completion anxiety. I called up uh, the body shop uh-huh. and I told them everything that I want to do, which is I want to give you the car. I'm going to give you the bumper, the lights, everything else, and the fenders. I want you to paint the fenders, shuts the fenders, and put them on the car for me and adjust the doors. And the guy goes, yeah, I don't know. What? He goes, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like I'm going to be dealing with some other people's work. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. I said, hey, you know, I checked all the gaps. Everything's okay. I just need somebody to paint it and put it together. He says, well, email me what you want, and I'll think about it, which is I can understand. Could you imagine just taking on someone else? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I just did a front pan and like one third of a front front fender. It should. Everything should be fine. I checked it. I just need somebody to do this. And I'm guessing in today's climate, they probably want the work. So I'm hoping he emails me back and says, yeah, we'll do it. I said, hey, I understand you're not Mako. It's a reputable shop. I want to pay a fair price. You know, I just want to get the work done. I want it to be right. You know, I had some bad experiences with the previous body shop. I've got one third can paint left. So I've got some paint left from. Right. It should be easy. It should match. But I understand his you know, his uh, hangups on this. I do too. Can you imagine dealing with all this other He says, I've done this stuff before and then the paint doesn't match. I'm like, dude, it's the same paint that they painted the car with. I still have a third of a gallon left where if you can't paint two fenders in a third of a gallon, there's problems. I mean, it's it's nice paint. It's glazerate paint. It's great stuff. Right. Um, Yeah, so that's that's kind of... So I called him. I wanted to get a deadline for myself. That's why I called him. I wanted to get a deadline to bring the car over for paint, which gives me a goal. It gives me a flag. To, I got to see sure. in the distance because yeah. right now I'm like, okay, I'll go out in the garage. I finish one little thing at a time. It's kind of my project now. Right. I go out there. I do the brackets. Because there's no deadline. There's, there's no, no deadline. reason to finish I can push it. it off as long as I want. I can't, you know, there's. You're not going to a car show anytime there's soon. There's no car shows. There's no cars and coffee. I'm not going to Luft. Uh, I'm not going to the, I'm guessing by the time July comes along, who knows if the Road America Vintage stuff is going to be going. I know. You know, I've got a lot of people asking about the Overcrest Rally. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that we can do. I'm not sure. I don't. It's not happening this spring. No, we'll say that. nothing's happening this spring. So that's kind of where we're at on that. Um, really, really close to getting the car done. Plus, I have to, uh, another project I have to do on the car is get the speedometer working. Right. I saw this on your Instagram story. Yeah. So I've, I got the 85 mile an hour speedometer. So you're going to be pegged. Have you ever had a fast car with an 85 millimeter? I have uh, 80, not. 85, 85 mile per hour speedometer. It's awesome because it goes up so fast. <laughs> it's like the tachometer. Right. You know, if you're yeah. in first, second, third gear, it, it's 
it kicks ass. The needles are just flying. <laughs> needles are flying. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. The needles are flying, baby. We're on our way. So we're going to get that thing in there. But I got to wire it up because it's an electronic speedometer versus mechanical. Uh-huh. So I have to power that and then run wires back to the transmission through the you know, the shift linkage tunnel right. where all the throttle linkage and shift linkage and stuff like that. Goes. It also doesn't match your other gauges, which I'm a little disappointed with. The font is the same. Okay. It is. The, the, font, the, the font is the same. The center button on the needle is not silver. It's always been that way. It's all, uh, Mine has always been that way. Oh. Yeah. And I uh, my tachometer doesn't match either. Oh. Well, so, that's right. Yeah. So, so I, now just none of your gauges I, match each I, other. I, it's great. I don't care. You can send them off to the speedometer places and they right. want like a gajillion dollars to do anything. I could, I guess I could probably, um, you could disassemble. I know them. a guy who does no because they're press fit on the rings that hold the glass together mm-hmm. are press fit on. So you have to like pry off the, the press and then take them off and then get the glass out to get the pin off. You can get in there from the backside a little bit to clean the glass and stuff like that. But to get the, to get everything apart, it's kind of a nightmare. That sounds like it. Yeah. But I know a guy who does boat gauges. Oh, so maybe he could take them apart and just paint those black or something that it would match. But I don't care. That's not something I care right. about. I've been living with it for 50,000, 60,000 miles <laughs> that they don't. Who cares? I don't care. Right. Plus, I because I got a, 50, uh, a 150 millimeter prototypo and they won't you make can't a one see or anything anyway. Can't see the damn gauges anyway. <laughs> so who cares? <laughs> Have you done anything? Uh, I saw you driving the C10. You yeah. were driving it. It was driving. It was yeah, on the road I went over to uh, my folks house and we took the truck out, went around the block with that thing. It's uh, the bodywork. So he's been working on all the bodywork. You know what I love about your dad is he sends you stories, but they're like Instagram stories, but they're just for they're you. They're just for me. You should teach him how to use Instagram for his projects. He I think has be- actually updated a couple stories. Oh, he has? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I like seeing that, but you were driving. I saw so, that. So yeah, I was driving the truck just around the block and first gear on that thing, it's a four speed. First gear is like a crawler. It's a granny <laughs> gear. Yeah. Can you just start in second? Yes. Okay. Like you need to start in second. But I did drift around little cul-de-sac a little bit. No I, shit. Yeah. 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 What motor is in that thing? Is it inline six right inline now? Inline six. Yep. So it's like a bulletproof tractor motor, basically. Are you just going to leave that in there for now? Yeah, definitely. I thought you guys now. were going to do some sort of motor swap. Uh, I mean, I always talk about a motor swap some point down the line. LS is obvious. But yeah, that's what's cool about choice. this is Edelbrock back in the day. So this is the same engine that came in, I want to say, the first Novas. And so what they did is Edelbrock actually made some performance parts for this engine. So you can get like side draft Webers to bolt on this thing okay. with like an old Edelbrock manifold. That looked pretty it would sweet. Sound it would awesome, so different. But still so slow. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. It's, it's like the old Volkswagen stuff, the eight valve stuff, where I, I know a particular listener right now that just hates me for saying this. But no matter what you did, they were not fast. <laughs> right. You could put big cam. I remember, so they had a 105 or 115 horsepower stock or 95. There's all kinds of different, around different 100 horsepower. Yeah. And I'm, I had a friend who put cams, chip, exhaust, poured and polished the head, high compression, everything. I mean, just, just threw went, everything. Just threw everything. It was like four thousand dollars, oh, like fifteen geez. years ago. Just put so much money in this thing. It was like a hundred. Took that dyno, and I had a stock. Uh-huh. Okay, a stock hundred, uh, uh, a one point eight sixteen valve. Yep, just stock with throttle bodies. Okay, okay. So I put uh, Badger, not Badger fives. That would have been a dream build. No, a Jixer, uh, Jixer seven fifty throttle bodies off a motorcycle. Yeah, yep. Put those on there. That mine did hundred and seventeen or hundred eighteen horsepower. Yeah, the motor made. Uh, was supposed to make hundred and. I don't know, whatever 1816 valve makes stock 100. Uh, two liter makes 134. Sure. I don't remember. 115, 120. Okay. 
So it made what it was supposed to make. Right. A little bit better. He, with $4,000 and it was eight valve, made less. It was like 112 <laughs> horsepower. And all I did is like put mega squirt on the thing yep. and got some of the $50 throttle bodies on there. Yep. It was always a waste of time. So that's that's what oh, I imagine man. your your engine is like. Oh, it's sure like no matter exactly how much like money, that. other than forced induction. That's always the answer. Sure. Always the answer. Sure. You can always shove more air into there. You yes. know, you can always do that. That's, <laughs> you know, that's an option, right? So, and he just sent me a photo uh, today that he got the interior all dialed in. What do you mean dialed in? He's got, uh, he did rust repair on the floor pans. And so got that all factory painted the correct color and then put some carpet kit in there. And he also put a new seat in it. Still a bench seat with the old... Did you do uh, sound deadening at all? Because usually when you get in a truck like that and shut the door, it's like... Oh, and yeah. you're just it's in there like... Hey, you, I don't think it had sound deadening for the factory, so no. I think okay. it's just carpet. I always love... Even on my car, I put Dynamat. A Dynamat. On the, especially on the rear part where the engine is. Yep. It makes such a such an incredible difference for maybe 20 pounds. It's, True. It's, it's, it's killer. It'll make it... The livability of things is important. Yeah. But the trucks from uh, South Dakota... And so that is Native American country. So we got a perfect Native American blanket. Oh, there you go. For okay. the, uh, so you're just going to you're seat. just a culture appropriator yeah. now. <laughs> is what you're doing. No. All right. So before we get into a little bit of news, what have you got for us? Yeah, let's talk about our sponsor, Oberk. Oberk is a Midwest manufacturer of polishing compounds and supplies that is research tested and developed by professional detailers. Oberk products are designed to decimate swirls, holograms, and oxidation on your vehicle's paint. Now, there might not be a better time than ever this year to get your car's paint looking its best while all the shelter at home and uh, shelter-in-place orders going on. So Oberk's simplistic polishing system was designed to work with all manufacturers of paints and any skill level. Whether you're an enthusiast with a Harbor Freight buffer, that's this guy right here, Chris, <laughs> or a dedicated detailer, Oberk's products can make your vehicle's paint Oh, go to the next level. So right now, Oberk is offering 20% off any order online with the code Overcrest. And they've actually teamed up with carsuppliersWarehouse.com and detailedimage.com, two great online locations where you can actually use that 20% off coupon, as well as at OberkCarCare.com. All right, let's get into a little bit of news. First, we have an MIT study by okay. Jeffrey Harris. Now, I was going to have him on the podcast, but not only is he at MIT, which is the big brain people, right? right. MIT guys are big brain, way bigger than me, uh, but he's also a physician. So oh, he's wow. out on the front lines. Yeah, so working he's certainly this. busy. He just doesn't have time. He really wanted to come in and talk to us about this. But this is a, a, a white paper on the subway, how the subways have seeded the massive coronavirus epidemic in New York City okay. by Jeffrey Harris, MIT. Right. So abstract for this white paper, which is kind of, I think it's the general overview of yes. what we're going to be talking about. Um, New York City's complicated subway system was a major disseminator, and I sub substituted complicated for, for a, a word, word that, that is, is ha, very much above our vocabulary level. Right. Um, which is saying quite a bit for, for me. <laughs> um, the subway system was a major disseminator, if not the principal transmission vehicle of coronavirus infection during the initial takeoff of the massive epidemic that became evident throughout the city during March of 2020. Okay. The near shutoff of subway ridership in Manhattan, down by over 90% by the end of March, correlates strongly with a substantial increase in the doubling of time of new cases in this borough. 
So basically, they shut down the subway, and guess what? The virus isn't spreading as quick. Right. Uh, maps of subway station turnstile entries, super, but it wasn't always closed. Maps of subway st- station turnstile entries superimposed upon zip code level maps of reported coronavirus incidents are strongly consistent with subway facilitated disease propagation. Local train lines appear to have a higher propensity to transmit infection than express lines. Reciprocal seeding of infection appears to be the best explanation for the emergence of a single hotspot in Midtown West in Manhattan. In addition, bus hubs may have served as a secondary transmission route to the periphery of the city. He says, quote, We know that close contact in subways is fully consistent with the spread of coronavirus, either by inhalable droplets or residual formities left on railings, pivoted grab handles, and those smooth metallic vertical poles at the strip club. I mean, <laughs> that everyone that everyone shares. Now, for me, I don't need a guy that comes from MIT to tell me that shoving a bunch of people into a tiny metal box covered with stainless, medical-grade stainless steel is a problem. Yeah. Everybody's in there touching on each other, breathing on each other. And here's the thing. These people don't have a choice. These people have been convinced that owning cars doesn't work in the city. So here they are. Well, it doesn't in that environment. It Well, it doesn't. And we well, you've had um, tons of regulation and you've had tons of laws and you had tons of uh, met councils taking away street parking. There's a huge move in New York City to, to get rid of cars. Right. There, there is. And there's a, a lot whole, of cities, actually. A lot of cities. And instead, they want you to ride public transportation. Uh-huh. So I, I, MTA chairman, who is the, the guy that's in charge of the Petri dish called a subway car, <laughs> uh, Pat Foy, echoed that point in comments, echoed a point, which I didn't include the article. It's basically saying that it's not the subway's fault. Um, to reporters Wednesday afternoon calling this study flawed. Of course, it's flawed. You know that Governor Andrew Cuomo, the guy that said, if you don't have a job right now, just go get a job in an essential service. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Andrew Cuomo closed all non-essential businesses on March 20th. Um, and they said, quote, social density was a result of many factors. Businesses, restaurants, bars, Madison Square Garden, sports arenas, concerts, and the things that made New York happen. So he basically he's saying it's not the um, subway. Subway. It's, it's everything it's else. It's everything else. But of course. Of course it's the subway. And of course it was in the beginning. All these politicians that were there. Don't worry. Go out. Support the local businesses. Get yeah. out there. And, you know, that's kind of what everybody was doing. Nobody really knew what was going to happen. Nobody really knew how heavy things were going to become because we got lied to by my least favorite country in the world. Uh, but my point on this is <laughs> there's nowhere safer for social distancing to get somewhere <laughs> than you're in my car. Then when you're in my car is the safest place to be. Okay, like so um, some police are stopping fewer speeders. I've as, heard this. As coronavirus spreads. Yeah. Uh, to limit the spread of coronavirus, some police officers are practicing social distancing by reducing the number of traffic stops they make. One Michigan police officer told Car and Driver, referencing this article, his, his department's approach to minimizing the spread of COVID-19. Can we just can we just do one thing? What's that? Can we either call it the coronavirus or can we call it COVID-19? Why do we have to call it two separate things in the same paragraph? It drives me crazy. So a lot of my doctor friends could explain that, but COVID-19 is the designation of it. It's actually the corona something, something, something from your Well, coronavirus is a type of virus. Exactly. And so COVID-19 is the designation of this particular Isn't the common cold the coronavirus? And typically, I don't know if that's true. Well, there's it's it's yeah, it's a type. So, of well, let's just call it one thing. Anyway, um, they said it could be described as uh, their new policy could be described as, quote, don't pull anyone over unless you have to. 
I like that. Another municipal officer in suburban Detroit reported that his department isn't making any misdemeanor arrests. So that's shoplifting anything under $900, just so everybody knows. Oh, wow. Um, he explained that the department hopes to reduce caseloads in the courts, which I don't even think a lot of courts are open right now. Officially, police departments are telling a slightly different story. We're going to continue to conduct criminal investigations, enforce New Jersey's traffic laws, and investigate motor vehicle crashes, said Sergeant Jeff Flynn of the New Jersey State Police. We have encouraged troopers to limit contact with people. If a trooper can make a phone call as opposed to speaking with someone in person, we're recommending that they do that. Wait, how are you going to do that for beep boop boop? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm being robbed. Please help me. 911 emergency. What is your emergency? I'm being robbed. There's a guy in my house. He's got a knife. I don't know what to do. Please send someone right away. Okay, let me uh, transfer you to an on-site cop here. Can, can we talk? to the burglar on the phone please what do you mean talk to the burglar on the phone well we we can't come out there i'm oh, sorry okay. sir we can't come out there but if we could talk to <laughs> the burglar so stupid if we could talk to them that'd be great if a trooper can make a phone call as opposed to speaking with someone in person we're recommending that they do that <laughs> what are we talking about here what what situations that a cop would be coming to your house to talk to right you? i don't understand would that. it be possible that the police officer could solve it over the <laughs> with phone, <a> phone <laughs> which is the entire police department going to become fbi negotiators at that point? can you imagine calling with your wife and just be like hey we're having a domestic dispute and the guy's like all right all right put me on speakerphone <laughs> <laughs> i'll handle it from here guys <laughs> so everybody took this to heart apparently uh with freeway traffic down significantly because of the statewide statewide stay-at-home order the california highway patrol said wednesday there has been an alarming 87 percent increase in citations for speeding in excess of 100 miles per hour yeah one motorist was arrested and charged with speeding at reckless driving and driving without a license after officers clocked him going 165 in a Camaro on Interstate 5 <laughs> in San Juan Capistrano. Wow. First of all, 165 in a Camaro. That's impressive. Where's the speed limiter on those I things? I don't know if there is one. There, there has to be. There has to be a speed limiter on it. 165? That's ridiculous. Well, first of all, he didn't even have a driver's license. So well, this isn't some guy that's like, well, the freeways are open. I don't see a lot of traffic. Let's yeah, take so it I'm up a be notch. Very responsible. This is some asshole that would have been doing 165 <laughs> no matter what. They say uh, California Highway Patrol, CHP, it is alarming to see the number of citations officers are writing for excessive speeds on California roadways. Higher speeds can lead to much more serious injuries and significantly <laughs> increase the chance of death should a crash occur. Viewing less congested roads as an invitation to drive dangerously jeopardizes the safety of construction and maintenance crews who are working yeah. to maintain reliable access to our highways when people need it most. Okay, first of all, at any point, if you are speeding in a construction zone, that is wrong. Yes. You should not be doing that. However, as we've noted many times on this podcast, the fatalities that have to do with speeding are largely associated with drinking, right. alcohol, and DUIs, not some asshole driving around without a license on drugs, not some guy speeding through a construction zone. They're yeah. using they're using the hyperbole versions of this to get their point across. Yeah, well, some guy was going 165 because he thought it was fine because the virus. This guy was speeding through a construction zone. Let's get him. When in reality, hey, if well, the, you know what? It's good because they can just call him and tell him not to do that. That's right. Hey, <laughs> this guy's going 165. Here, let's get his license plate. Look up his phone number. Call me. Hey, sir, Knock you are you are speeding. <laughs> you need to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's exactly what's going to happen. Jake. Yeah. All of your dreams are going to come true. Oh, 
Portland strip club forced to close, so the dancers now do delivery. Wait, what? <laughs> Are you serious? Portland finds a way. They close down her strip clubs, and the dancers will do delivery. That's what's happening at the uh, this strip club, which I don't really feel like advertising. Uh, the club was forced I'll to close. Get the name after the show, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Take a trip, drive all the way out there just to sit in a parking lot. Uh, so wait, are they coming to your car? They're coming to wherever you your want house? them to come to. They're coming to wherever you want them to come to. And you know what's funny is my. Uh, Do my, they have bouncers with them? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I am sure. This isn't a new thing. Haven't you ever seen the little black vans yeah. with all the strippers that pour out of it when oh, they go yeah. to parties and stuff? Oh yeah. Um, that's what's happening at this strip club. The Forced, the club was forced to close with the governor's mandate to stem the spread of coronavirus. But the order does does allow food establishments to offer takeout or delivery. No. And thus was uh, born club over Sean Bolden's newest business, Boober Eats. <laughs> Are you, is that what he's calling it? <laughs> Boober Eats? No. <laughs> the home delivery service in which a pair of scantily clad strippers will deliver hot food to your door started as a joke when people began seriously take inquiring orders he saw potential yeah. while the rest of portland was hoarding toilet paper and pasta he bought out one store's local stock of pasties <laughs> from 7 p.m to 1 a.m boober eats is offering the full menu from their strip club at the same prices delivery rates are generally 30 dollars, but vary depending on distance from the lounge oh my god if someone wants to give us a couple hundred bucks to go to the coast we'll do it as long as the girls get taken care of popular orders include chicken fingers steak bites and mini corn dogs <laughs> Dude, this is awesome. All the calls, people are just getting funds. Sometimes it's a surprise for someone. Sometimes it's a birthday. Sometimes it's people <laughs> that are really stoned. All dancers are driven and escorted by a security okay, guard. Okay, there it is. And there's at least one rule that carries over from the strip club. No touching. No touching. <laughs> but social distancing seemed to be a struggle for the women themselves. The club Ooh. has turned into the headquarters for Boober Eats. <laughs> Boober Eats. <laughs> I love this because you could order delivery for a friend. You it's could. not just yourself. I could order Boober Eats for you, Chris. I would love some Boober Eats. <laughs> I would too. What a great name. That's so great. Oh, wow, man. I it love that story. All right. So before we get into it, a quick word about our sponsor, Worth USA. Worth is a family-owned global company that's been in operation since 1945. They offer high-quality, professional-grade shop supplies and tools with the industry's leading customer service. They also have their new line of world-class hand tools that are now launched in the U.S. market, and these are German-made tools with a lifetime warranty. I've seen some of our listeners have jumped on this and kind of shared what they've bought, and they are, I mean, it's the highest-quality stuff you can get. It really is. Head over to WorthUSA.com to check out all of their products. All right. Lastly, let's check the old Instagram and see if we have any listener questions. Ye old Instagram. All right. What have we got? Okay. So Jay Wolfie is asking, would like to know your top five must-do car things in America for a tourist. Where are you a tourist from? What difference does it make? You're going to go to different places in America if you're from a different place in the world? No, I just wanted to make sure. So is he not from the States? He's coming here for a car culture. Sure. Let's pretend that's what it okay. is. Okay. So number one for me would probably be Bonneville. Bonneville. I haven't been there I, yet. I really want to go to Bonneville. I, I, I was planning on it this year. Of all the places I'm thinking of, I've only been to one or two. Yeah. One or two of them. And it's okay. uh, Bonneville. I've yep. never been there. Monterey Car Week. Yeah. I have been there. Monterey Car Week is really, really special. It's, um, I would say, if you're going to describe it uh, in a cliche, it would be uh, Car Mecca. 
right? Wow. I mean, it, it truly is very, very special. And all the auctions that are going on there, plus it's, yeah, I suppose. it's the Monterey Historics, too. So you have oh. all the racing that's going on at Laguna Seca. Extremely special, something that everybody needs to do at least once. Probably not this year. Probably I, I, I wonder if it's going to get canned. Ah, so sad. Um, probably uh, any big NASCAR race. Whether it's the Daytona 500 sure. or the Indianapolis 500, yep. I would probably hit up one of those. I, I've never been to a stock car race. I want to do it. Yeah, um, we should probably try and I agree. finagle our way. Into, we should do that into something like We've that. We've gone to an NHRA race, professional drag race. I think that was an experience. That was an that experience. That should be on the list. That's on those. So what are we at? Is that four? Oh, I don't four know. Already? We haven't even done anything about like Daytona 24 Hours or like the Sebring 12 or anything. Some like endurance that. racing. Yep. You know, I probably if maybe go to. Uh, I heard uh, the Daytona 24 is really cool. I was at the historic 24. It was cool, but not obviously not the same. Right. I, like it's like a carnival in the middle of the, the track. The problem is it rains every single time. <laughs> every time I watch people on social, they're there. They're just like huddling together in the rain. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really sound like that's uh, that's a really good thing. Close to the United States, but not quite is the Targa Newfoundland, which is a huge Targa rally. Like, oh, wow. Um, and that's you've never heard of that. I've heard of it, but I, the Targa Newfoundland looks really cool. I would really like to do that. Oh. And then, of course, I think there's, you know, the Great American Road Trip. Okay. Can that be one thing? The Great American Road be. Trip? Also, uh, the we've talked about that a million times. I can go on ad nauseum about no, why the Great I, American I, I Road agree. Trip is special. And then, of course, you've got the... Uh, Actually, as a tourist, that makes a lot of sense. Because the country is so big, so vast, and so different. It's through all the different states that it does make sense to just just drive. This is a really, really unique place. When you look at the the European Union, you have a lot of different cultures. Right. Um, very, very distinct cultures. Like yep. you have Spain. Those people are all from Spain. And then you get to France, and it's kind of like these borders ex have existed for so long. But yep. you get in the United States, and you have these vast regions like the South. Right. The West Coast, the Midwest, the East Coast. Yep. And it's it's these blurring and feathering of these cultural lines. Yeah, and right. be because the United States is so big, it's almost like being in different countries when you get down oh, yeah. to the South or or into the East Coast. Or you know, I haven't been to the Northeast yet. I haven't either. I would really like to do that. Is that five? Is that probably is that all of them? I think I'm trying to think of anything else that we should include on that. Hmm. You got the Monterey Historics. That's in there. I guess that's probably it. You know, do yeah. something with NASCAR. You know, another good event. We is did really like the Peterson Museum out in L.A. That is really special. The Peterson Museum. If you can, if you can tie that into maybe uh, either Car Week or well, the Great American in, Road Trip. It's in Los Angeles, so it's not anywhere near Car True. Week. That's going to be a hefty. It's on the West Coast, Chris. <laughs> it's like four hours or it's five the hours West away. Coast. Uh, although if you're driving 100 miles per hour plus in California right now. Yeah, because they're not going to ticket you. They're, they're, they're just going to call you and scold you, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> okay, I want to give a shout out to our top tier patrons. These are the guys that have been around a while and have really helped out the Yeah, you know, some recognition is due. Definitely due. And this could be you. Uh, Andy Hickman, David Collier, Marek Zick, Nate Allen, Ryan Muniz, Stacey Dodds, and Time Slides 09. Thank you, guys. Um, we're going to do this every month and just give people the credit that they deserve for um, being the absolute opposite of a freeloader and really, <laughs> really, really helping us out and keeping the lights on here. Supporting hey, we got, us. We got all kinds of nice equipment. We got rent to pay. You know, this is this isn't a, a fly by night operation over here where we're in our we're putting blankets and all over the bathroom and trying to record this. We also, uh, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, you should head over there 
not only to join the ranks of these guys, but we have some exclusive content. I recorded, we both recorded a history episode that's exclusive to Patreon. There's a, subscribers. There's, there's got to be 15 or 20 of those things by now. We do that once a month. Yep. This last month, I really liked that one. It, it was, was good. One. It was good. It was, uh, it was interesting uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys. And with that, we will see you next week. Take care, guys.